0: this is global news hour at six
1: good evening thanks for joining us tonight We begin with the relentless battle to contain the hundreds of wildfires that's driven thousands out of their homes and threatening many more to be evacuated. Right now, there are 547 fires burning across the province. 56 of them are fires of note, meaning they're threatening communities and properties or are highly visible. Most of the firefighting resources are centered on two regions, the Northern Interior, where the Shovel Lake Fire and other fires are burning out of control, and the Kootenai region, where the Meachan Creek Fire, which has the city of
2: Kimberley on edge, Tanya Beja reports. Yeah, she's roaring in here. Fires burning in the Lakes District of North Central BC have people living there on high alert.
3: A little bit of panic, a little bit of
4: chaos. You can feel the heat.
2: The Nadina Verdun Fire is one of many roaring across the Bulkley-Nechako region.
4: We're actually supposed to be evacuated right now but we're staying behind trying to protect our property.
2: Farther north 1,200 people have already left Fort St. James as the province's largest wildfire burns nearby.
5: If you have concerns uh, then uh, travel out now while the highway's open and, and at your own pace so uh, you know you're not in a, a stressed situation.
2: The Shovel Lake blaze has scorched 85,000 hectares but grew little into Sunday, giving crews a chance to attack the fire from above and take control of the southern perimeter. BC Wildfire Service crews did conduct a planned ignition on the south end of the fire. All part of our plan to secure the southern perimeter in order to halt the fire's forward progression and keep the communities to the south of it very safe. In Kimberley, residents are on standby, waiting to hear whether a fire at Meachin Creek will force them to flee.
0: I find it pretty smoky and hard to breathe, and it just it's nerve-wracking. You don't know what's going to happen.
2: Smoky skies hampering the ability to lay down fire retardant.
4: It's just in a super remote, super steep area that we can't put. Uh, cruise into and air tankers aren't effective it's too steep. So we basically had to let the fire come down out of the drainage until it got to a point where we can start taking action.
2: There is some good news for the more than 3,000 firefighters tackling hot spots.
0: We only had three new fires across the province yesterday the lightning activity has pretty much completely died down for now so that's definitely uh, been great in terms of not
6: adding more to our workload.
2: But they're not getting any help from the weather no significant rain in the forecast anytime soon. Tanya your Global News. And most British
1: Columbians can't escape the evidence of those wildfires. Heavy smoke from the flames is blanketing a whole swath of the province, causing air quality to deteriorate, cancelling sporting events and delaying or even cancelling flights. Our Jill Bennett is in Vancouver where the air quality has gone much worse today. Jill. And that air quality advisory
7: is continuing in Metro Vancouver because of the fine particulate matter in the air caused by wildfires both in B.C. and the United States. And while it's smoky here where we are, it's far worse in other parts of B.C. The thick smoke grounded some flights at the Kelowna airport, leaving passengers wondering when they'd be taking off.
0: We're here at six in the morning and uh, air Canada was canceled, so we uh, switched to flare. And uh, they're just delayed so far, so.
8: So, Well, if we get to stay overnight, we get to stay overnight. Not the
1: end of the world. I'm booked on two airlines, so hopefully I get out on WestJet
7: tonight. If not, Air Canada tomorrow morning. The smoke also caused delays and cancellations in Kamloops. And even with Environment Canada rating the air quality in the central Okanagan as very high risk, some were still trying to enjoy what view they could. Poor air quality also forced the cancellations of two triathlons Sunday. One, the Super League race in Penticton.
9: It was miserable. It wasn't good for good for anyone's health. Uh, and so at around 6 o'clock, we had to make the decision to cancel the rest of today's
8: events.
7: And the final day of the Apple Triathlon in Kelowna, also a no-go.
3: It's a big deal. It was a big race. And uh, to not ha- be able to run it is,
8: uh, is, is very, very difficult.
7: Terrible. Yeah, the lungs. It was impossible for cyclists to avoid the smoke while riding up Cyprus.
8: I'm not really noticing it but I don't know if I'm damaging my lungs. I hope not.
7: An air quality advisory in Metro Vancouver and the Fraser Valley is continuing. Those with underlying medical conditions should avoid strenuous activity.
1: Unfortunately, the the kind of wind direction changed and what we're seeing now is the air coming in from the interior and from the north, which is
0: bringing lots of smoke with it. You
6: see, I'm sweating. Normally, this is like a daily
0: routine activity, but now, no, because of the smoke.
7: The weather has led to a decrease in paddle boat rentals, but people are still getting out on the water.
3: If they do happen to struggle, I just tell them, like, come in and then we can always, like, figure out, like, an easier boat for you or we can always supply, like, a refund. That air quality
7: advisory is expected to continue for the next several days. However, the areas affected most could change. That all depends on the wind and the temperature. Back to you.
1: Thanks, Jill. So just how long will this bad air last? Meteorologist Yvonne Shell joins
5: us now from Vancouver to answer that question. What do you think, Yvonne? We're not seeing a reprieve just yet, Jen. Unfortunately, the jet stream has shifted and we are looking at outflow winds. A look at the satellite that was taken from NASA, you can see the blanket of smoke across the province. And the winds are outflow, so from the interior, they're gonna push its way towards the south coast. It is gonna become thicker for many areas across the south over the next day or two, and then we'll see a little bit of a break. Interior sections it has filled right in towards the valleys, and the air quality advisory remains in effect. It's blanketing pretty much the entire province. Stretching in towards the northeastern corners, smoke, haze, as well as limited visibility for most areas, so very smoky conditions. Temperatures are also going to start to bump up over the next few days. I'll show you some of those numbers, how warm it will get, the peak of the temperatures, and which areas we'll start to see a reprieve, but it'll likely be towards the end of next week. Jen?
1: Thanks very much, Yvonne. Well, even a local volunteer rescue team is in training right now because of the bad air that's circulating. North Shore Rescue is also warning backcountry enthusiasts to be aware of the smoky conditions because if they run into trouble, their rescue could be delayed. The team often uses a helicopter to airlift people out to safety after they are hurt or lost on the North Shore mountains. But they say they currently don't have access to a helicopter because most of the available aircraft is being used to help fight the wildfires.
6: We're really lucky on the North Shore. We have uh, numerous helicopters that we can draw on, but because of the wildfires, those helicopters are in different areas throughout the province. So we're very limited now to to basically one helicopter here on the North Shore. Um, That's a scary thing for us because we rely on them heavily. They're a very quick, rapid response. So if we are able to get a machine, a helicopter, we need to take into consideration the visibility is gonna be a big challenge as well because of the air quality.
1: Mm. And smoke from our wildfires is also blanketing parts of Alberta, including Canmore, where a 30-year-old woman died after falling on a popular hiking trail. Police say visibility was poor in the area at the time. Our reporters from Global Calgary.
6: Canmore RCMP responded to a call of a fallen hiker around 4.30 Saturday afternoon. The woman was hiking a trail called the East End of Rundle, or commonly known as Eeyore, a popular trail 15 minutes from Canmore. Officials say she was on her way down a scramble section of the hike when she fell. According to RCMP, smoke from wildfires may have played a factor. Visibility in the area at that time was very poor due to the smoke. Unfortunately, the 30-year-old female hiker from Calgary was injured and was pronounced dead at the scene. Hikers from the area say Eeyore could be problematic in smoky conditions.
0: It could be a lot harder to see, uh, especially when you're up on the alpine and there aren't any trees.
6: More or less affect your route finding because sometimes you won't be able to see details, you know, way up ahead. So it could affect your visibility of your route for sure. Once you got to the kind of loose gravelly part we actually lost the trail and then we ended up finding it again but yeah once you get you know maybe two-thirds of the way up it kind of gets hard to see where the where the trail is. The route is not an officially marked trail. Hiking experts say people shouldn't attempt the trail without proper scrambling experience. Having some basic route finding and sort of that scrambling terrain being able to find the line of least resistance Is a very important skill to have it's unknown the level of hiking experience the woman had rcmp say they are not releasing her identity michael king global news
1: four people including an infant were sent to hospital after a two-vehicle crash in langley it happened around four this afternoon at the intersection of 56th avenue and 224th street in all five people were hurt four of them suffered serious but non-life-threatening injuries The driver of the SUV was treated on scene. The injured infant was taken to B.C. Children's Hospital by air ambulance. Crash investigators are on scene. A show of support in Maple Ridge along Heat Highway this afternoon as truckers honked their support for a family in mourning. Tears flowed as family and friends of Annalise Gardner stood on Lougheed near 240th. The 16-year-old was killed in a crash this past July that left two others in hospital. The accident took place in an area known as a dangerous curve at 248th near 128th Avenue in Maple Ridge. The family hopes her death isn't in vain and that the road will be made safer. They say life without Annalise just isn't the same. She
5: walked into the room, the room lit up. There wasn't a person I ever s- had anything say bad about her. You know, she was a really lovely girl. I, I am really going to miss her.
1: A large and vocal crowd gathered in Nanaimo this afternoon after a social media post threatened to destroy a homeless camp known as Discontent City. Home's not
2: hate. Home's not hate. Home's
1: the protest and counter rally took shape after a Facebook post by the Soldiers of Odin, a controversial group that shares the same name as a far-right anti-immigrant group, stated it would dismantle discontent city. The post was deleted, but the Alliance Against Displacement called for an emergency rally. Police were present as hundreds turned up to support the Ten city residents, while hundreds of others were there to voice their opposition to the homeless camp, which began on May 17th. We need to get them off this property. They need affordable housing. they need everything. they need like drug rehabilitation, they need everything. This is not our responsibility.
4: We want these Canadians to actually get what all Canadians are entitled to is a safe place to sleep like food, like just basics like this society is getting very hard to live in. And we need to find ways to take care of that now because this is not taking care of it. First
1: responders never completely go off shift. Take the case of a Vancouver firefighter on vacation in France. When his hotel in Paris suddenly catches fire, he naturally jumps into help, getting his fellow hotel guests to safety. Here's Nitu Garcha.
4: You know what? I was... In the right place at the right time.
1: When this Vancouver firefighter flew to
10: France, he had no idea his vacation would turn into a rescue mission. It started at this hotel, the Best Western. It's around 7 a.m. on Tuesday. Zach Pendergast
4: hears an alarm, but it wouldn't stop. So I went and I opened my hotel door, and we smelled smoke right away. So I knew, like, oh crap, there's a fire.
10: Instinctively, Pendergast jumps into action.
4: When I held the door open, about eight or nine, 10 people rushed out. People kept coming out. They had stood up their nose, their mouth, covered their face, coughing and tears. It was getting pretty nasty.
10: But as he held hotel staff out, he says he had to go back in.
4: And the Italian people came up and through a halfway interpreter, someone spoke Italian. They gathered that this, this grandma was missing her grandson.
10: On the second floor, no sign of the grandson.
4: I ran to the kitchen and I kind of took shelter behind a wall And I deployed the fire extinguisher, but it was a a water fire extinguisher, which isn't as effective.
10: So he goes back outside.
4: I was coughing. I was crying. I ran out of the building um, and the Italian grandma saw me and I didn't have her grandson. So she she was starting to get pretty upset.
10: He says she bolted back into the building.
4: So I ran in. I grabbed her by the waist my belly to her back and I picked her up carried her down and out.
10: It turns out her grandson was already outside. French media reporting 40 tourists were on the street some with minor injuries and intoxicated by fumes.
4: It's terrible you never want to be involved in something that dangerous if you don't have to be but I'm just glad everybody got out.
10: French firefighters showing their thanks.
4: He took off his jacket he put his jacket on me and he said okay we'll send you up with one of the boys you can go up grab your stuff
10: the damage he says way worse than he imagined
4: i am a firefighter and even though i was off duty we're always helping people right i would never
10: need Garcia, garcha global news
1: a dog pickup at the colonna airport that turned dramatic earlier this week came to a happy but messy end this weekend Please. Ah! video posted on facebook shows flurry getting rescued from a nearby swamp The poodle bolted from the airport Wednesday as she and her sister Sparkle were being picked up by their new owner. They were spooked after a large jet flew loudly overhead as they were being loaded into the car. Sparkle also ran and was hit by an 18-wheeler on Highway 97. Both dogs are okay and they're recovering in a veterinary hospital. Sparkle though is undergoing surgery tomorrow.
4: Big heartfelt thank you so much. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of dog lovers, people that poodle owners. I couldn't believe how many poodle owners showed up, and, and just to total strangers, people with their children coming. We want to help people that gave me a ride just because I was trying to f- catch up to the dogs, and they just jump in and I'll drive you there and wherever. And, and so, yeah, uh, selfless people just giving their time uh, and their their uh, their their compassion to try and help. So that was amazing.
1: Mm. Been a rough ride for those pooches. Mm-hmm. Hi there, Chanel. Oh nice Hello. to see you. Good to see you. <laughs> you Want to check in with Yvonne?
11: Yes, she's hanging out. What has she got mm-hmm. for us today?
4: Where
1: are you, Yvonne? How's it down there at the it's Peony? The Delorean. <laughs> it, it is. Is that the Delorean?
5: Yes. <laughs> this is the Delorean. It may not be. The, it's not the original, but uh, this is the Delorean. This is one of the cool things that you can see here. It's the new exhibit at the Peony. It's cop called POPnology, so we'll have more with the exhibit manager, Kevin, coming up shortly in the show, and we'll talk about all the cool things that they're they're displaying here at the Peony, and it's the first time that this exhibit is here. Also, we'll have an update. Uh, of course, the air quality advisory is still in effect across Metro Vancouver. The smoke is going to thicken for us, and temperatures are going to bump up. It is going to get warm into the beginning of next week, so we'll have more on that and how long the heat's going to last coming up very shortly, but this is very cool. I'm not sure if I can go in and take a photo, but it's good from this distance. Distance as well. Wanted to take a seat, but looks pretty cool. And lots of people are here taking photos just in me. I think you should try getting in it.
11: Go back to Why 1955. <laughs> yeah. and I'm I'll behind, bring back I'm the behind
5: a tape. <laughs> did you hear, yeah,
1: go find something to bring back, right? The sports almanac. All right, well, we'll check in with you a little later. Thanks so much, Yvonne.
11: That she did that. Fun. We'd make a fortune. We'd bet on all well, the winners from back.
1: You and your bet. I know. <laughs> Got to get the next pool going. Yeah, we'll we'll,
11: we'll work on that. Uh, Hey, we're (laughs) going to talk about uh, Nick Taylor, Abbotsford's uh, uh, golfer. He (laughs) um, needed a big, big Sunday to uh, not only qualify for the FedEx Cup playoffs, but to earn uh, his uh, PGA card for next year. So we'll show you how he did. Uh, The Calgary Stampeders taking on the riders right now, who will be here next week to take on the Lions. And we'll show you uh, a very, very scary crash in IndyCar involving a Canadian driver. So that's coming up a little bit later.
1: In Fredericton, a makeshift memorial outside RCMP headquarters was taken down today, one day after the regimental funeral for Constables Rob Costello and Sarah Burns, who were both killed in the line of duty. Global's Morgan Campbell reports.
3: It was a sign of support, love and appreciation laid piece by piece by mourners from across Fredericton. Tammy Taylor brought her two daughters down. They each placed a stuffed animal and a homemade cart. It's just nice to show them how to offer up respect for people who have, you know, risked their lives for our safety and be able to come down and kind of see the magnitude of what's going on. The memorial turned up outside the police station following the shooting deaths of Constable Rob Costello and Sarah Burns. Two civilians were also gunned down on August 10th at an apartment complex in the city's North End. Matthew Vincent Raymond is facing four counts of first-degree murder in connection with the shooting. All of the items left at the memorial will now be sorted by police and given to the families of the victims. I just... I really don't have the words. I'm just still overwhelmed. And I just want to say thank you in any way I can. As in most things in life, there's something to be taken away from all of this.
4: To show that my daughter, that you know, police are part of the community too, and not to be afraid of anything and just be supportive. We're the city with the heart of a town.
3: Fredericton's mayor says the tragedy will have a lasting impact.
4: It makes you grow up in a way you didn't really want to grow up. Um, we're not immune from these things. right? Nobody's immune from these things. You can't stop somebody from waking up and, uh, and deciding to do something uh, like, like that happened.
3: As the city continues to mourn, there are still many unanswered questions about the shooting and how four people were killed in broad daylight. Some of the answers to those questions may come later this month as the accused is slated to appear in a Fredericton courts. Raymond remains in hospital. Morgan Campbell, Global News, Fredericton. The Prime Minister will be in Nanaimo
1: next week, meeting with his newly shuffled cabinet. Meantime, he spent the day in his home province at Montreal's annual Pride Parade. Thousands of cheering spectators lined the streets as the Prime Minister marched alongside his wife Sophie and as well as Quebec Premier Philippe Couillard. It's less than a week before the kickoff of Quebec's election campaign, with politicians from all levels of government attending the festivities. The Prime Minister is also expressing his condolences to the victims of the deadly floods in India. In a Twitter post, the Prime Minister says Canada's thoughts are with everyone, affected by the worst flooding to hit the coastal state in a century. More than 300 people have died, and thousands are still stranded with no food or clean water. There is expected to be some relief in the forecast, but the worry now is the risk of disease for thousands of people in relief camps. Over to Indonesia, where a series of earthquakes on Lombok Island are causing confusion and panic. A quake struck this morning, forcing village residents into the streets. The biggest was a magnitude of 7.2. Authorities say at least one person was killed. There was no significant damage this time, but the island is still in recovery mode after a quake two weeks ago that killed more than 400 people. Fourteen people were hurt during a Backstreet Boy outdoor concert in Oklahoma. A severe storm with wind gusts of nearly 130 kilometers per hour knocked over some concrete at the entrance, injuring fans below. Officials evacuated the area, canceling the concert. No one from the band was injured. With a new school year just a couple of weeks away, there is renewed focus on dress codes and what kids are allowed to wear to class. In one video from Texas, school students there are shown how to dress, and it's being drawn controversy, and that's not the only school rethinking its policies. Matt Bradley of NBC News explains.
0: As students head back to class, schools are having to address their dress codes.
3: Bad
2: girls do it well.
0: Administrators at a Texas school facing outrage on social media after showing this video to students. Tea
2: after me. I will
1: not wear. Shorts.
0: There was no guys. There was no people of color. There was nobody who was overweight. Marcus High School's principal apologized for the video, saying it missed the mark. Complaints here went viral, and it's just one of several schools having to decode their dress codes.
10: My son just got told he cannot
0: attend school with his hair. A Florida father shot this video after his six-year-old son was turned away from his first day of first grade. It's been viewed nearly two million times online. If that's not bias, I don't know what is. The boy's offense, wearing dreadlocks. The principal told our NBC affiliate it's a private school, and dreadlocks are banned in its policy. Experts like Dr. Deborah Gilboa say online protests are turning dress codes inside out.
7: This is absolutely a nationwide trend. Every state in the country is looking at their policies, and even if they're choosing not to look at them, students and
0: parents are looking. Looking for a dress code that won't discriminate. Matt Bradley, NBC News. This
2: episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer.
1: There's always so much to see and do at the p And a lot of food to try, but I don't know if they have this new food trend that's out of Taiwan. It's prompting the question, is it a cute or a disturbing dessert? Take a look. No, that's not a real puppy you're seeing. They are remarkably lifelike sculptures, but they're actually ice cream. They look adorable at first, which makes the moment when customers start tearing them apart by the head and limbs so shocking. The ice cream is frozen at extra low temperatures to retain their shapes. and It takes about five hours to make each one of these. All right, let's check in with Yvonne back at the Peony. Did you get in the DeLorean yet?
5: No, not yet, but I've taken a (laughs) couple of photos and it looks really cool. It is actually quite busy in here and I've got Kevin who's the uh, exhibit manager who's going to speak more about uh, what you can expect and why you should come check it out very shortly. Let's get to the forecast first. We are seeing uh, smoke and haze right across the lower mainland and the south coast. It is going to be very thick over the next few days and the air quality advisory still remains in effect. Temperatures today only climbing up to 20 degrees. If you're by the water away, we're closer to 25. Average for this time of the year sits at 22. A couple of tweets and photos. Thank you so much for sending them this in. This was from the Abbotsford Weather Office this morning where you can see the haze and a weather picture of what it looked like in the Okanagan sent in by Doug. Great comparison photos as well. Sasha sent us this in from Quesnel. The bottom photo was taken in the past few days and the top photo is what it typically looks like. This is in Caledon sent in from Sarah, a similar weather picture and from Corey. A nice comparison in Castlegar from last year at this time and then the The other photo below was taken from yesterday where there is limited visibility across the province. The air quality advisory blanketing the province stretching in towards the northeastern corner and we are seeing limited visibility. The jet stream is going to continue to build with a ridge of high pressure and we are looking at outflow winds so the the fire that we're seeing and the smoke from interior sections is going to push right across the south coast. It'll be thicker for tomorrow and then it'll start to dissipate slowly but the temperatures are going to bump up and the peak of the temperatures for the interior will be Wednesday, Thursday so be prepared for the return for some heat. Peace today, up to tomorrow, rather, 25 degrees, 28, hotter on your Tuesday. Whitehorse, uh, 24 tomorrow and up to 20 degrees, so a touch cooler for Tuesday, Wednesday. Along the north coast, 21, inland will be up to 29 degrees, where we are looking at the potential for some rain pushing in, it'll be late day on Wednesday. Caribou and in central interior, up to 24 degrees, above your average for this time of the year. Widespread smoke for the Columbian Kootenai, air quality advisory, smoke and haze, 25 tomorrow, 27 for Tuesday, Wednesday. Thompson, Okanagan, we'll see that bump in temperatures. The peak of the heat should be both Wednesday and Thursday. Whistler up to 26 degrees, hotter for Tuesday, Wednesday, seeing highs closer to 28. And along the island, there'll be a range in temperatures. If you're by the water, 25 degrees. Areas inland will get closer to 30 degrees. We'll see widespread smoke, so be prepared. Air quality advisory, that is in effect, and it's going to get even warmer for most areas away from the water. Tuesday, Wednesday should be the hottest days, and then a slight reprieve even towards our Friday as we get back into the low 20s for most areas. So that's your forecast. We're here with Kevin at Popnology. This is um, the first time that we've had this at the Peony. so tell us all about it. Of course. Uh, so what it is,
8: Popnology, uh, it's a contraction basically of the idea of popular culture and technology, and how popular culture has just influenced throughout the years, be it books, radio, movies, TVs, what have you. Uh, just the futurists and, and visionaries uh, and their ideas basically being brought to life by scientists and what have you and how Uh, science fiction is almost becoming science fact at this point.
5: There's just such great things. We're standing in front of the DeLorean for example. What are some of the other favorite items that you've got here or some of your personal favorite items that people should check out?
8: A couple of my personal favorites. Uh, I love kind of the uh, idea. We have this room. It's called the 1983 office Uh, and essentially it's an entire room filled with all these things that your smartphone now actually handles for you. It's typewriters and the uh, phone books and what have you and the old telephones on the wall. Mm -hmm. Uh, but if I had to pick my uh, personal favorite kind of interactory exhibit, uh, we actually here have a uh, Oculus Rift station. Uh, it's a virtual reality uh, stand. We can come in and actually kind of experience if you've ever actually gotten to uh, do such a thing and uh, experience where technology is headed uh, as far as that virtual reality goes. You
5: guys are going to be here for the rest of the P&E throughout the duration for the next two
8: weeks? Correct. So we're going to be open from uh, 11 to 11 every day. Uh, and so we'll just come on in if you're feeling like, you know, you want to come see you, uh, Really, if you were ever a kid and you're like, you know what, I want to see that be a reality. And that's what this is all about.
5: Very cool. Well, thank you so much for having us here today. And once again, if you want more details, you can come on down and you can check out the thepne.ca as well. Jen? That was really cool. Thanks so
1: much, Yvonne. Have fun. We'll check you later. <laughs> Well, there was a very colorful preview today of a major conference taking place in Vancouver starting tomorrow. A dress rehearsal for Birds on Parade took place at Harbor Green Park in Vancouver this afternoon. It's a community art celebration of local and migratory birds featuring costumes, stilt walkers, puppets, and flags. The actual parade will happen tomorrow afternoon starting at the park going to Jack Pool Plaza is to help mark the opening of the first Vancouver International Bird Festival. Welcome back. Nice to see you again, Chanel.
11: Oh, thanks for having me.
1: Have you seen this, what they did in Norway?
11: Uh, yes, and something, I'm afraid to watch it again. But no.
1: Looks I'll like something it. you might yeah. do. I don't know. <laughs> Look at this, competitors jumping off a 33-foot-high <sighs> diving board. This year's death diving competition, anything that's called that can't be good. Wow. Divers stiffen their body on their way down. They curl up right before they hit the water. They call it the death plunge. But the final in Oslo looked more like a bunch of belly flops.
11: Yeah, I wonder if that Sputaneous. guy won because there's some Ooh. good artistic marks there for sure. Jeez. Would you do it?
1: No, that looks painful. Yeah, Didn't your mom ever say that you could like split? You're not good.
11: I don't know. She just said, "Don't eat before you go swimming." Don't swim. eat
1: before you go. That too.
11: And then I never went swimming because I don't know how to swim. But that's a different story. Oh gosh. I sort of know how to golf, but this guy oh. knows how to golf All a right, lot better. Showing. We'll start with him. Uh, thanks, Jen. Yeah, with the FedEx Cup playoffs beginning next week, Abbotsford's uh, Nick Taylor needed a big weekend at the Wyndham Championship not only to get in. But to also get a full exemption on the tour in 2019. Now, Taylor was sitting 129th and had to be inside the top 125. He essentially needed a top 10 finish this week. So, what did he do? Well, he put together the round of a season not only to get into the Cup playoff, but securing a full status for the PGA Tour next year. There he is. Shot a 70 this morning as they completed the third round. This morning, uh, another Canadian, David Hearn, trying to move up on the seventh. Great tee shot here. This would lead to a birdie. He was in contention sitting at minus 14. On the 15th, Taylor, a chance to move up the ladder. An eagle gets him to minus 14. That was big with just a couple of holes to go. rance Snedeker shot a 59 on Thursday, still red hot. On the 8th, a great approach here. A birdie gets him to minus 19. Back to Taylor. put of the day for him. On 16 to save par, and he takes the side door in. He remained at minus 14.
9: That is a young
11: And that essentially got him into the 125 that he needed to get into. This is on 18. His second shot from the fairway rolls it up nicely within a birdie attempt, and he would step up, nail the birdie putt. A season best, 63. He finished tied for eighth overall. Jumps all the way up to 119th and joins Adam Hadwin in the FedEx playoffs. As for Hearn, well, on 15, his second shot on the par 5, he would make eagle on this hole, but a bogey on 17th would basically cost him. He finished in eighth, but is 138th overall, so he won't play in the playoffs. 18th hole, CT Pan was tied for the lead at minus 20, his last hold to play, and he does this. He goes far right, almost smokes this couple that's uh, cruising through. He would take an out of bounds there, a double bogey, and opens the door for Brant Snedeker. Who rolls this one in to win by three uh, strokes. The story of the day, though Nick Taylor getting himself into the FedEx playoffs.
6: Yeah, it's amazing. It was uh, it was a long day, obviously. This morning I started off uh, not so hot. I tripled. I like, got my third hole, which kind of set me back. But I tried to stay patient and uh, rolled some putts in today. And those last four holes, you know, the par putt on 16 was massive. And then the birdie 18 was just a bonus, really. It's a lot of sleepless nights, I guess. Last night I didn't sleep great. Um, you're trying to block it all out when you're playing. I truly really tried not to look at lead boards today, uh, especially the second 18. So, um, yeah, I've... I've you know, I tried to draw back on some past experiences when I, when I got my PJ Tour card, I shot 63, ironically, in the final round of the Web.com Finals. So I tried to draw back on that, and, and it worked today.
11: Yeah, Peters. Oh, big crowd in Regina to see Suspect the Riders take on, riders. on the undefeated Calgary Stampeders. Last play of the first quarter, beat, uh, Bull Levi Mitchell is picked off by Varus Daniels, who steps in front of that one. And he goes 67 yards for the score. The Riders up 14 nothing. The defense did a great play there, and now it's special teams. Oh, yes. Samuel Iguavin blocks it, returns it. Riders lead 34-20. This game's in the fourth quarter. Epic final in Cincinnati. Roger Federer, Novak Djokovic taking on those two kids. And Actually, they're not playing against them. They're playing each other. (laughs) That would be cool. (laughs) Uh, First set, tied at three. Roger Federer. He's missed it. Oh, he missed that one. A break for Djokovic. Don't really see Roger Federer making a lot of mistakes. Djokovic showing his precision game. Look at this one right down the line. Feds just watches it go by. The Joker takes the first set 6 4. Second set, Federer gets a break, but then some mental errors. An easy put away that he would make probably 99 out of 100 times. This time he misses the volley. Djokovic would take advantage. He wins four of the next five games. A great shot coming up here over Federer to lead 4-3. Then we go to match point. Federer's return will be wide. Djokovic becomes the first man to win all nine Masters 1,000 titles. The U.S. Open gets underway next Monday. Here's that scary crash we were talking about to show you from the IndyCar race at Pocono Raceway. Canadian driver Robert Wickens in the black car. Trying to pass Ryan, Hunter Ray, the car's touch. Wickens' car spins and soars over into the fence. Wickens, who is from Guelph, Ontario, was taken to hospital. The good news is he is awake and alert. And all five cars were involved in the wreckage, including another Canadian, James uh, Hinchcliffe. Now, officials haven't updated Wickens' status in the last couple of hours. Uh, We'll pass it along once we have some more information. Scary, scary crash. Welcome back. The Whitecaps are under the microscope uh, microscope once again as another last-minute collapse prevented two additional points in the standings. For the second time in less than uh, two weeks, the Caps were just moments away from a win, only to have it slip away essentially by poor defending when it matters the most. All right, case in point, 90th minute. Defending a corner somehow, Daniel Royer isn't boxed out on the far side and he's able to volley home the equalizer. This is something that needs to get a lot better if the Whitecaps have any shot of making the playoffs.
4: Disappointed um, for them because the guys in there, because I think the second 45, you know, we put on a really good performance. The first half, I thought we were awful. We were off it, we looked leggy, we looked lethargic, Uh, and we were probably lucky to be 1 1 at at the break. So, um, Taylor, two hearts probably.
11: Alright, EPL action, Man City taking a Huddersfield, apparently it was bring your baby to work day. Sergio Aguero look at this goal the patience and then he calmly just chips it over everyone. He had a big day 1-0 City, Aguero just warming up the initial shot too hot to handle for the keeper but Aguero is there to pounce on the rebound he would net the hat trick his ninth Premier League hat-trick. 4-1, make it 5-1. David Silva with the beauty. Up and over the wall, into the corner. 6-1. City trashes Huddersfield. Manchester United visiting Brighton. The home side with an epic 20 minutes to start this game. Glenn Murray making his 20th appearance for Brighton. Check out that goal. Just a... Cheeky, flick, 1-0, Brighton. Less than two minutes later, Shane Duffy corralling a loose ball. And the left footer gives the home side a 2-0 lead. We'll pick it up 2-1. A foul in the box. And that's a penalty. Pascal Gross with a sick goal. United gets a couple, but it's too little too late. Brighton with the upset, 3-2 over Man United. Watford taking on Burnley. What a start for the visitors. Just three minutes in, off the cross, Andre Gray with a quick deflection. 1-0 for Watford. But three minutes after that, Burnley ties it up off the corner. James Krakowski coming in with the header. That is the equalizer. 1-1. But in the second half, in the 48th minute, a nice through ball for Watford. Troy Deeney,
0: and he
11: finishes it uh, off. 3-1 will be final Final as Watford wins this one. Jay Hap on the mound for the Yankees. He was uh, traded by the Jays to New York. He's 3-0 since getting there. Rough start for him, though. Third batter of the game, Randall Gritchick with a solo home run. Well, nothing for the Jays, but after that, it was all New, uh, New, uh, New York. The Yankees lighting up the Jays in the first six runs, including Greg Bird with a grand salami. Top of six, Kendris Morales gets one back for the Jays, a solo shot. Toronto, three and seven in the last ten. Losers of three straight, you can make it four straight after... Losing this one, they've been playing some bad ball, can't even turn, a simple double play there. Another run comes in. John Gibbons not happy in the dugout, he's likely done after the season. Season Jays lose their fourth straight. And finally some crank works, winding down in Whistler, the Red Bull Joyride. Last night, massive crowd on for this one. This is uh, Brett Reeder, a Canadian who won the Joyride back in 2016. Throwing it down with some cool tricks. He would finish second. He's still the Crankworx Slopestyle champion. Nikolai Rogatkin. Watch this guy. He would become the first rider ever to win the Slopestyle Triple Crown. He called this ride his best and best result, the best moment of his life. You can see why. He is your Frank Works Red Bull Joyride Champion of 2018.
1: Welcome back. It's an obstacle course that would challenge some of the fittest people out there. You might be able to.
11: No, do this. no, if I was going to say, if not me.
1: Not him. <laughs> mud Hero involves climbing walls, swimming through ponds, and yes, well, lots of mud. Wow. Yeah, an 80 year old man from Alberta is up to the challenge and traveling across the country to prove it. <laughs>
9: If you don't want to get dirty, Mud Hero isn't for you. It's billed as Canada's largest obstacle event series with races across the country. Those muddy lagoons and climbing walls don't phase on away's Art Noble. At 80, he's competing in all six events this year, all in different cities. Makes me feel great. (laughs) Hey, and I don't feel 80. I feel, yeah, maybe 35, 40. Noble is the oldest person ever to compete in Mud Hero. He first entered last year when someone on his daughter's team dropped out. Since then, he's been hooked. There was one mud pit in the woods where the kid ahead of me, maybe he 14, he went in. Hey, he says, I can't reach the bottom. He had to swim across it. Well, I did too.
1: <laughs> we had people all through the race coming up and shaking his hand and as they would you know, maybe go past us saying, wow, that's amazing. Um, people were impressed. They were so supportive.
9: With Red Deer, Ottawa, Montreal and Winnipeg already under his belt, Noble heads to Toronto to compete next weekend and to Halifax after that. He says he doesn't really train, but leads an active lifestyle. Physically, uh, no, I'm, I'm not doing push-ups or chin-ups or, or running up and down the road. I will leave that to young people. His daughter says he inspires not just older people, but anyone who thinks they might not be up to it.
1: Anybody that's, you know, that has issues with exercising or just feels like, oh no, I'm I'm overweight or I'm not healthy enough or I'm, you don't have to be. There are lots of people that are are going and doing these that you don't have to be in the greatest shape.
9: Noble has no plans to slow down, already looking to the year ahead. I'm uh, entered for Red Deer for next year, and and after that we'll see. Albert Della Tala, Global News.